he's a helper you need. The first person you marry is the Holy Spirit. If you are not married to the Holy Spirit, life may elude you. Life may elude you. He is the helper. You know the Bible says when God could not find any help comparable or compatible to Adam. He said he made a helper from his womb, from his own rib. And years later, the Lord Jesus uses the same term and tells us that he will give us another helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. He is given everyone who has received him and he is not more or less in one than he is in another and we must recognize his role in our lives his place in our lives we must respect it we must Embrace it and we must value it. Many times, spiritual things elude us because they require faith to operate. So, like Jesus said, He said, You, 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 he says, the world cannot see Him neither does it know him because they don't see him. He is primary, he does not function according to our senses on the platform, on the plane of our senses. He says, but you see him and you know him because he's with you and shall be in you. And to relate to the Holy Spirit it's the same way, like the Bible says, without God is impossible. I mean, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You relate to Him through the very same way you relate to God. It's through faith. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is in every single one of us who has received Him. So the helper is already there. But you see, just because you have the Holy Spirit, does not automatically mean that life will now reflect his presence in your life. It's not an, an, an automized or autonomous operation. You understand? You may have a car and you may want to go places with the car, but it doesn't happen automatically. You must initiate the process. So there are things that we do that initiates the ministry of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Praise the Lord.
So we must find, or rather, we must embrace the role of the Spirit of God in our life. If, if your life is going to be any more glorious, more beautiful than it is, we must find and embrace the Spirit's presence in our lives. Hence I say to you, the first person you ought to have been married to is the Spirit of God. The Bible says there is a spirit in man. There is a spirit in man. There is a spirit. There is a spirit. And the breath of the Almighty gives him inspiration. There is a spirit. And when you look at the life of Jesus, though he was God, You need to realize something about the Lord Jesus Christ, all right? That he became a man does not mean he, relingu he relinquished his divinity. You understand? He didn't take on flesh and then stop being God. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> that he became a man does not mean he stopped being God. You understand? So he was 100% hum human, 100% divine God. The only thing he did is that he laid aside his mighty glory, he, but he didn't stop being God. And throughout his life, you see something remarkable about his commitment to working and living out his life by the Holy Spirit. Jesus dared not publicize his ministry without the Holy Ghost. He dared not reveal himself without the Spirit. Yet he was God. Yet he, he had all the nature of the Spirit, all the character of the Spirit, all the power of the Spirit. Because he was trying to show humanity that if they're going to live the human life, there's another way to live it. So he lived the human life by the Spirit. So his entire life was, was led by the Spirit. You see it when John baptizes him in the water and the Spirit of God descends from heaven and comes and alights himself upon him and the Bible says, and he was led by the Spirit. The first action of the Spirit in the life of Jesus was leadership. The Spirit of God took the reins from Jesus and he was the one that directed the cause of Jesus' life, leading up into the cross. What is your life like? What, because many of us have, have religionized the spirit. He's, 
he's, he's, he's only acknowledged in times of spiritual moments. I feel the spirit. Don't lie. Yet he's there with you after the feeling, before the feeling, he's always there. Jesus says he'll be with you forever. You go to heaven, he's still there. We will live out aeons with the spirit in us. Imagine marrying a wife, bring her into a house, and then just ignore her. How long have you been born again? Four years, just ignore them. That whole four years, you just ignore your wife. Hello, hi, amen. Any relationship without fellowship dies. The life of any relationship is fellowship, is communion. To think about you and the Holy Ghost. What communion do you have in your relationship? What communion do you have? He's always with you. Do you understand that? Always. He's with you. In my 13, 14, 13 years of Christianity, or rather, let me say, because only discovered, let's just say probably 10. 10 years, ten, 9 to 10 years of my Christianity. I've, I've spoken more to the Holy Ghost on a daily basis than I have to any human being. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. My consciousness of the Spirit over the years has become stronger because I did not ignore Him. But, Pastor, I don't see your mouth moving. Question, do you see the Holy Ghost? Do you see him? So, why must you then behave like a madman? Talking, oh, Holy Ghost, you know, I love you. And you're walking alone there, you know, yeah, man, you know, our lives together, oh, precious Lord Jesus. People think you're crazy. Amen? Speaking to ghosts. There's a fellowship beyond this dimension that you can have with the Spirit. Beyond this dimension, beyond this, uh, what people see, what people hear, what people, uh, beyond it. You must. the significance of the spirit of God 
in the church and in your lives. Hallelujah. It has to. Businesses fail. Families break apart. Lives are destroyed because of the darkness of our minds regarding the Holy Spirit. Think about it. He, is, he has been with God in him. The Bible calls him the spirit that proceeds from the Father. He's been with Jesus and now he's in you. Think about all the information he has from being with God, all the knowledge he, is, he has, everything he's thought from the life. The Bible says you have received that same spirit. That's what the Bible says. You, you have received the same. Romans chapter 10. I, I don't want to talk about this, but uh, I don't know. Romans, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse number 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. There's some errors there in the translation, but we don't have time for that. But if the spirit of him, if the spirit of him, if the, the spirit of him, not another spirit, the very spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. No, listen, listen, listen to what he says. He says, if the spirit of him, the spirit, he says, the spirit that's in you is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. What you have been given raised Christ from the dead. If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead lives in you, he says, that spirit is dormant today. Today. In his entirety. He says, if he lives in you, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, if he lives in you, he says, he who raised Christ, think about how much power is inside. You know what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1? The exceeding greatness of his power. That's what God used. Hupabalo Megatos. He went beyond the limits of the extent of his power. He stretched his power beyond its, its ordinary limits. He broke the record of the extension of divine power. 
And he says it was by the Spirit. And he says that Spirit why the portals of the Spirit of God in you closed. Because he says that Spirit is in you. We have imprisoned the Holy Ghost. We have imprisoned him. We have locked up every access point to which he can get across to us. He says, if he lives in you, that same spirit will give life to your mortal bodies through the same spirit who dwells in you. Can you see that? Can you see how God heals a Christian? He doesn't heal a Christian from external power. It's always from internal power. That means at any given point in time, the spirit can switch on that power and that power can work. Because it's not, that's why the hardest thing to do is heal Christians. Because many times, for them to be healed, you, you would require a manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Without its manifestation, you can't heal a Christian. Especially one who has been in the faith for quite some time. Because the, you already have the healing factor. You, you, you already have healing streams within you. The only thing is that your dam is closed. You, you, have, you have put a dam in the rivers of the spirit. What you experience of the presence of God, of the power of God in a church like this is a fraction of what's available for you. If 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 you if if you knew if you knew what is available for you, hence Paul said that your faith may be in the power of God. Hallelujah. So recognize, acknowledge the Holy Ghost in your life. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Be conscious. Develop a consciousness of the Spirit. Develop it. Be, he'll lead. He'll guide you. Some of you, you wait for the leading in prayer. You don't expect it when you, you are maybe busy with other things. I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I said to him, if... If, if, I do, if I did what I do on a daily basis publicly and exposed like this, many would think I'm a magician, I'm a mystic, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a charlatan of some sort. If I carried out my life before man, the way I carried it out, through the spirit on a daily basis, you think, oh, this one is a mystic. So you do like Jesus, you blend with the masses. When they party, you party. When they go to weddings, you go to weddings. You blend. If if Jesus, think, think about, think about Jesus. Think, think just think about, think about how 
how would it be if the, the glory on the Mount Transfiguration was Jesus' daily, you know, expression? He walked around <laughs> shining like the sun, <laughs> bright, with a cloud over his head. Think about how it'd be. People run away from him. No, people will go to him. They'd run away. The Bible says this. The Bible says, when God spoke from heaven, Israel scattered. They said, ah, we don't want to hear this. You would think hearing God's voice was, you know, was something that was welcome. They said, hey, let him talk to you where you pass on the message. <laughs> Why? Why is it so, it's, it's scary. Think about it. So what did Jesus do? He, he went and held parties with tax collectors. He went to visit uh, folks, drink, eat. You know, he was, he was moving. But at the same time, he was doing what? His ministry. And you would not say that this one walked with the Holy Ghost. So much so that they, they ostracized him. They said, Lona, you don't fast. <laughs> uh, you guys don't pray like, like the disciples of John. They, they, this is what they asked. Why don't you pray like, like the John and his disciples? With Allah going. Why? Because he was too common. He didn't walk around like the Pharisees. We are men of God. He didn't walk around like that. Praise the Lord. Pastor, why are you not at like other pastors? No, they're too scary. <laughs> I play PlayStation. I enjoy myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I enjoy myself. Many times the Holy Ghost would give me visions while watching a series or a movie. Does it mean that I don't engage in? No. It might be, the Bible says, set your mind. You understand? The word there is phroneo. It means, it means a, to, 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 to a, a setting. You know, like when you set your alarm? That's what he's talking about. Make the, let the default state of your mind always be upward. It's not that when we pray now, Rezamon Amen. No, we are always there. <laughs> it's a setting. You set your mind. Freneo. You pattern your thoughts. You pattern your mind to think in a different light. I can't think any other way. Because we, we, the mind has been metamorphosed. In that, uh, in that dimension, in, in, into, that, into that thought pattern. It's years, years, not months, years. So the Bible says, set your mind, set it. Does that mean I don't engage, I engage in spiritual activity? The spiritual activity that you see and you don't see. There is a life. The Bible talks about the kingdom of God. Jesus, the kingdom of God is not without, it's within. I share more for today. It's within. That means that there's a whole, there's a hive 
of activity that exists. Oh, take care. So I can be chilling with Mike, I can be chilling playing FIFA. Woo! At the same time, engaging in some other spiritual activity. I repeal a voicemail. You know some of your some of the dreams, the visions you have, get a voicemail. Because at that time it can't get through to you. Because you're uh, uh, somewhere in your mind, uh, somewhere in your heart. So the Holy Ghost just leaves it there. <laughs> for the day, for the how to rappel, that says the Lord. Ah, he, he said it long ago. Ushile, Ushile, sort of babes. You know, I love you. Because life in the spirit does not wait for you. The activities of the kingdom do not wait for you. I understand it. The, the, activities, the activities of the kingdom does not wait for you. So don't think it's the time those things happen. Probably many times you are late to the meeting. Jesus said, no man has seen God except the Son of Man who is in the bosom of the, he's in it. it it's, you know what it's called? You know what it's called? It's, it, it, it's called the doctrine of dual location. Praise the Lord. Dualism. Of existence. How is it that the Bible says that you are seated? How are you seated when you are walking around this earth like a pauper? <laughs> How are you seated? Because the Bible says you are seated. The Bible is not me. It says you are seated. Were you there when the Bible says you died? Did you die? How did you die with Christ? Show me how you died with him. Because that's about 2,000 years ago. How did you die with him? King, your mother birthed, you died, then you died, then you came again. 1995. You see that? We leave it there. But what I, all I can say to you is that Get to know the Holy Ghost. Get to know Him. He, he, he'll give you a life beyond the Bible. Get to know Him. The Bible says He's the author of life. He's the creator of life. While He was the delight of the Father, His delight was with the sons of men. And I'm not talking about some spooky operation in life. Uh, don't talk to me. I'm with the Holy Ghost now. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, don't talk to me. I'm with the Holy Ghost. No, I'm not talking about that. 
I mean the spirit. <laughs> I mean the spirit, you know. <laughs> I'm in the spirit. There's an angel. I never trusted such people. No, they were faking. You know, sometimes I may be chilling, we may be chilling, maybe busy with something, right? And then an angel will just pass. In this lesson, Dagobans, will just pass. Maybe it's one of uh, the bodyguards. And just pass, it's how I pass. Yeah, we'll just be chilling and then he will just pass. And just stand in a corner somewhere. And then another will appear, they start talking. And it's just, sometimes you see where someone's life is in danger. That's how you can see where someone's life is in danger. Let's just leave it. So imagine now, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. let's stop guys. Okay, imagine how you'd feel. No, <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, sometimes I meet up with you, I chill with you like this, and then you find an angel coming with this guy. <laughs> oh, okay. You just leave it. I know more than I tell. Let's just leave it there. I don't know everything. No, I don't know everything. But I know more than I and show the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is a life that every child of God should, should live, should be experiencing, is available to all of us. Jesus said to Nathaniel, he says, you will see heaven open and angels descending and ascending. He was, Jesus was a traffic light. See that? He'll, he'll, he'll save your life from trouble. He'll save your life from destruction. Amen. Let's teach. Isaiah chapter 10. Now we were just talking, Mona. Just catching up. Come on, let's, let's play, George. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure no. But the regular, those eyes, you know, those finger eyes. Pockets, yeah. After a session, you know, Because it's hard, man. But let's work. Get on regular the elastic band, no? That will stretch, stretch any tendon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we'll get a new one. Get on tops. Tops, boy. 
heaven likes variety but yo Isaiah chapter 10 <laughs> some things are just boring no some things are just boring especially if they have no anointing they boring hallelujah may God help us not to be boring. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. With them? It's my little John. Hey, Talunya Malele. Prodigal son. It's one of my choose what I pay. Hallelujah. I see again Okay, okay. Go to the white church. Go, just go. Maybe I'm cold. Go to the white church. No more. They are more. Hallelujah. Last week, I understand that it was hot. But it was truth. Amen. Because... When we start talking about things like this, people cringe. But God has no problem talking about it. If you ever read the Bible, huh? well, God, some strong language. You've broken your virginity like the brook waters. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. No.
laws. Leviticus chapter Deuteronomy, sorry, chapter 22. Laws of sexual morality. Laws. God has laws for everything. Laws of sexual morality. Oh, it's going to bring in the sexual things. If any man, if any man takes a wife and goes into her, and goes into her and then detests her. In other words, after having sex with Amunyani and charges her with shameful conduct and brings a bad name on her and says, I took this woman and when I came into her, I found that she was not a virgin. Then the father of the young woman shall take and bring out the evidence of a young woman's virginity to the elders of the gate of the city. And the young woman's father shall say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man as wife and he detests her. Now he has charged her with shameful conduct, saying, I found your daughter uh, was not a virgin. Yet, these are the evidences. That means what? There has to be evidences of virginity. I found your daughter. Then the elders of the city shall take a man and punish him. And they shall find him 100 shekels of silver and give it to the father of the young woman because he had brought a bad name on a virgin of Israel. And she shall be his wife and he cannot divorce her all his days. But if it is true, as evidence of the virginity are not found for the young woman, then they shall bring out the young woman to the door of her father's house and the man of the city shall stone her to death with stones because she has done a graceful thing in Israel to play the harlot in her father's house. So he shall put away evil from among you. If a man is found lying with a woman married to her husband, then both of them shall die. The man that lay with the woman and the woman, you shall put away evil from Israel. See? No democracy. They shall die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I because some of you are not virgins and you're not married. So, yelling why at this thing. You are an abomination. Hallelujah. No, was Angbale Boots. Today, Rale Boots. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 10. So, last week was hectic. Amen. But we bless the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 27. 
Live right. Live Live right. Praise the Lord. Live right. Conduct yourself in a manner that is appropriate, worthy. Amen. Yeah. Stop prostituting yourself. You're not a prostitute. Amen. Yeah. Keep yourself. Amen. For the, the right one is the one who put the ring on you, not the one who tells you he loves you. Because you tricked yourself. Praise the Lord. I don't know how I get I'm getting to all these places, but then pit stop, then zati. Kitty pit stop. Sorry if it makes you feel uncomfortable, but kitty pit stop. Praise the Lord. Keep yourself, alright? Yeah. I love you, baby. You love you, buy a ring. You go to home affairs. Anything I've ever done is sin. You're sinning. You might go to hell. God might destroy. In fact, you even not go to hell. You might go in the levels between hell and heaven. You might stay there for some time when you die. The Bible says holiness without which no one shall see the Lord. It's one of the Bible. We are going to see the king. Which king? How? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Sex is for married people, not the unmarried. Because you you think it's it's not you go you'll die, and then you go to hell, and then utlashovolos you are the rest of your life kama demon in hell. They all talk about the worm, the worm that does not die. Young man, flee youthful. Flee for the flee. Anababir flee. Run in terror. How, how, do you, how do you expect Joseph blessings when you can't even run away from a naked woman? Or the Lord. Jacob ran away. Thomas inside a potiphar baby. Boy ran away. Ajapati. We're not home. Let's eat. <laughs> to your own demise. Hallelujah. To your own demise. Protect yourself. Love yourself. Keep yourself. Lobotagima. Lobotagima. Because condom, you never know. They don't teach you. And 
know it's wrong. I can't lie to you. You are you are hollow. Would you matter? You are hollow team. You're no different than a prostitute. Praise the Lord. To keep yourself. Amen. Yeah, that was for someone. Isaiah 10, 27. Pastor, I read this thing. I read it quickly. 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 Praise the Lord. God was a while like, throw more. Leave this guy. No, I love it. My inside out, leave. Leave this thing. Leave this thing. No, I love. Oh, okay. Holy Ghost wants three times, Max. I want a fourth time. Fourth time you're in the pit. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Like I said, the right one. And Santo Aparadim Sanyala. Don't, don't deceive yourself. Praise the Lord. Amen. Maybe some prophetic anointing. That's right. Sure, okay. I love you. Must help you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't don't snare yourself in unnecessary things. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And sat on one about five years. Eight months, nine months. I get out you're the one. Now put it there, she's the one. So can I do my own? She's the one, yeah. Mara. She's the one. I like this. <laughs> Mama, get carry. What my face? I get my. Oh, Raveta, man, get my. Yeah, thank you, Mama. Well, thanks, Mama. And Kavana wants only breathe better. Come on, wisdom. How not? Hey, 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 strategic location. Strategic location. Amen. I want to go strategic location. 
Come give one on spiritual alignment. Uli preach. Shop up. Go for the pressure, Papa. Go for the pressure. But I feel that. Can we feel that last week we feed in? How about that gash in? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 10. Chapter 10, verse 23. It shall come to pass. Amen. It shall come. It shall come to pass in that day. Agvumi. How do mail? How do mail? How do mail? Agvumi. Be careful. Gaba tomo promising the both of false hope, false promises. The false hope leading for false problem. Be careful. These days, Limela or Yaudumel or Ubaiseti, Lobatwaris. Motafita promise a mote, strong or low, low, something or Hamo, outside the next. We are head office, go court, go magistrate, or Ashumutum promises. Arotonyala, ye, 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 Utonyala, ye, ye, Sinski, Mimo. I'm tired. Let Anyala go magistrate dead, then and then. I live in the rights alone, and alone, Ababa. Motor canon promises. Honali some promissory act, you know. Like it, yeah? Where you can take somebody to court for promising you. Little be careful of who you promise. Because now get over for facts. I get told in it. Get over for facts. The magistrate's office. Who don't promise it now. He doesn't, it's not coming through. And get it again now. My flower is is dying. <laughs> you know the Bible talks about the flowering of a woman. Praise the Lord. That's why women women must woman is preferable they marry younger. Yes. They marry, it's preferable that they marry younger and the men where they balance in life, where you can take on added responsibility. Because we are totally wrong. So we are added responsibility. Whatever comes out of the womb. Hungato three yet one go big. You never know. <laughs> so that's why men is preferable. They marry once they get their things in in place. Not necessarily perfected, but but I'll be drawing. What would you say? The drawing sabo pe manaleto ba iso roke reachela. You sing the rough sketch, Bo Chris. Rocky, I'm in life. 
Ahora le rap sketch. Praise the Lord. Ahora le rap sketch. Angel, ¿sabes de blueprint de mona hal? Ok, ok, design of the architect. Shandi za zango mona shandi shandi nale nale blueprint angel. Yeah. So what a uh, what a house like life, not a shandy like life. Oh, not saying moto wana tanele fellow no irile second. Ah, this is where we go. Ah, this this is our destiny. Babes, I don't know what's in this thing, but whatever is in it, I believe it's good. Don't you know, Esa Bonahalingar? No, this is us. No, Motor Hayit is lost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 10, verse 27. But in the Congratulations. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, you can thank no, 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 for being there for you. Bali hook it up. Uba hook it up, God. Uba hook it up. By the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 10. Verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his bird will be taken away from the shoulder and his yoke from your neck. Who has King James there? Not new, King. Please read it, Nana. Read it, Nana, don't mind it. Okay. Oh, you are not there. Oh, you're using another. Okay, thank you, thank you, kiddo. Leversatile. Somebody else open the NIV for me. Chris, give him screen, please. 
So the presence of a yoke or a burden or a stronghold or a bondage or a limitation or a hindrance or whatever systematic diabolical entrenchment in one's life. He says the anointing is responsible for its destruction. So the anointing, on here he says the anointing oil in the New King James. The anointing is responsible for the redents or to rid you of any yoke, any burden, any stronghold, any limitants in your life. <coughs> what is than the anointing because there is to anoint and there is the anointing right and from here we can see that the anointing of God is very relevant in administering the purposes of God read Isaiah 61. Quickly, please. Chris, lift him up a bit. Let's read, please, verse 1. The Spirit. Yeah? Yes, sir. Thank you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has, he has anointed me. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me. Yeah? So, to... In order for one to preach the tidings he's referring to, to the poor, one needs to be anointed for that particular thing. Right? He's anointed me to preach. Yeah? He's anointed me to? He, he has anointed me, yeah? To heal. He's anointed me to heal. He's anointed me to? Proclaim. So from here we can see that there are different kinds of anointings for different purposes. You understand? That means there is an anointing to become a musician. There's an anointing to become a businessman or woman. There's an anointing to become a father. 
There's an anointing to become a wife. There's an anointing to become anything that is consistent with what God wants you to do. So Jesus says, the first instance, the first instance says the Spirit of God comes on you because he's the carrier of anointings. He's the carrier of anointings. So at any given point in time, there are specific anointings or the, a specific kind of anointing you would require for any aspect of your life. Now the presence of the Spirit is, is the proof that all the anointings you need are available. So what is an anointing? An anointing is a divine empowerment from God. It is the expression, the demonstration of the supernatural ability of God and acted through the vessels of man. So there are anointings that exist that can stop time. They can reverse time. There are anointings that exist that can restore every, like, like, like how Job was restored twice as much as he lost after he prayed for his friends. It, it takes an anointing for such a, 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 a thing to happen in one's life. So the pursuit of any Christian's life should be the pursuit of the expressions of God's anointings. So when you look at anything in your life, any challenge, any goal, any objective, any dream, you look at it and you think, oh, is, could there be an anointing that exists for this particular thing? Yep. They, they, there are as many different kinds of anointings as there are the activities of life. So at any point in time, you can engage the spirit and operate an anointing from the demands of your life or for the demands of your life. Because it says the anointing makes the difference. What does he say in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6? He says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. By the anointings of God. So to be anointed by God is a very sacred thing. It's a very important thing. And every child of God can have that anointing operational in their lives. So you can find yourself doing your job by the anointing. Doing business by the anointing. There is an anointing that just works to multiply things. There's an anointing that operates to spread. 
The Bible says, and he returned in the power of the spirit and you spread about him. He didn't announce it. He didn't go around putting placards. Jesus has arrived. He didn't go around in a marketing, on a marketing uh, excursion to try and get and rally the people to find out about him. The Bible says when he returned from the wilderness, it was heard that there's someone. What spread news about him? The anointing. Jesus could stand on a mountain or in the boat and speak to 25,000 people and all of them could hear him without a microphone. Without, how, could, how did his voice travel in the air to reach the ears of the one who was farthest in the multitude? The anointing is necessary for a great life, for a good life, for the life that God intended for you. You do not live life embracing godliness and denying power. Because the Bible tells us that holiness is what brings the power of God. Jesus was declared to be the son of God by the spirit of holiness according to power. So why are Christian businesses not rising to the same stature, the same level as sinners' businesses? The lack of anointing. What made Elijah run faster than the chariots of Ahab? What made the oil not to run dry? It was the anointing. It was the anointing. If the anointing is not operating in your family, there's a problem. You need the oil. It says it will be destroyed because of the anointing. How are the yokes going to be destroyed, says the anointing? Limitations, the anointing. The answer for everything in life is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. The answer for everything in your life is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The answer for everything in your life is the anointing. If you can discover the wells, the wells of the anointing, the wells of the oil. You have made it in life. How have nations risen to such pinnacles of power and influence? It was oil. It was oil that turned the desert into the most coveted city, coveted state on earth. It was oil. The empire of the United States is what it is today because of oil.
What is true? Truth runs in parallels. What is true in the natural is true in the spirit. Anointings facilitates the lives and destinies of men. You need an anointing. And there is the process of anointment, the systems of anointing. I was lying on my bed on Thursday, meditating late in the night. I was meditating on the word and the Holy Spirit gave me the mystery about the anointing. He says, if you can do this, you will never lack and fail to achieve the objectives in life if you can do this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and is anointed me. Jesus was who he was and could do what he could do, not because of who he was, but because of the anointing. The anointing. The anointing made his life an extraordinary experience. It's the anointing. The tangible power of God. The, it, it is an intelligent substance. It can think on its own. Listen, whatever comes out of God is God. Olondosi. Whatever hails from God or whatever is a product of God has within it embedded intelligence. That's why the trees can hear, the seas can hear, the sky, the sun can, all of it can hear because it comes from God. Because everything that comes from him has a sub, the substance of life. Everything that comes from God can hear God. Same with the anointing. What does it mean to be anointed? The word anoint, mashak, it means to rub together. To rub. That's what it means. To mashak. In, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in, in the Greek is kairo. It means to rub. To rub. To rub. To rub. To, to infuse something. So many times when, when they take, when they take uh, 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 sheep out in, in, into, the, uh, into the mountains to, to feed, what they do many times is they would rub their feet. They would rub their feet so that the ticks don't get on them. So the anointing would repel the oil that was rubbed on them would repel all the insects. So they would rub them with oil. And that was what, what was called Meshach. A rabbi. A rabbi. A consecration. To rub. So, so to be anointed means that you are rubbed with something. You, you understand me? That means when, when, when you say somebody is anointed, it means... He's rubbed with something. 
That's why it's not enough to have talent. It's not enough to have skill. It's not enough to have grace. I mean, to have uh, 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 ability. You must be anointed. Because anointed people are distinguished, are distinct, are outstanding. If you ever heard somebody singing, you're like, I don't know, it's not the voice. There's something in there. There's, there's just, there's, there's some, there's, there, it's a rabbi. Because when somebody's anointed, the, the, the anointing rubs off on the person in a way that you can't tell between the anointing and the person. Because the objective is to be unionized with the anointing. So there's the anointing. So you can be anointed with grace. <laughs> you understand that? You can be anointed with grace. With favor. The process of anointment. He says... Because the yoke is destroyed because of it. So you look at your life, you look at all the strongholds, the limitations. He says, the anointing is the solution. The anointing is the... Acts chapter 8. Acts, no, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Give you a few, few minutes then I'll show you something. Alright? Then I'll show you something. You there? Let's read. How God, how, 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 who does the anointing? How God anointed. Notice, how God, if, if God is going to empower you, to do anything that is consistent with destiny. He says, how God anointed. Cairo there also means to be furnished. How God furnished. How God robbed. You see that? How God robbed. How God anointed Jesus. Look what God anointed Jesus with. With the Holy Ghost. So Jesus didn't just have the Holy Ghost. He was anointed with him. Do you understand? So he had entered a process of what? He had entered a process of the unization of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. So how God anointed, so, so God rubbed the Holy Ghost on him. 
He smeared the spirit on him. He dressed him with the spirit. He clothed him with the spirit. He sent him into the spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost is, is, a, is the source, the substance of anointment. So the pinnacle of anointing is the Spirit of God. For a man to come into a union with the Spirit, In the Old Testament, when God wanted you to do something for him, he would not rely on your own ability to achieve that objective for him. What he would do, the Bible says, he would fill you with his spirit. And at that time, it wasn't the residence of the spirit, but it was the coming upon a man from the spirit of God to empower them, to enable them to do the particular job. So what would happen is that the spirit of God would come on a man who was already, or sometimes not even skilled for that particular thing. But because of the anointing of God's spirit on him, he would do what God wanted him to do in the way that it was done. Because what God receives can and must only be that which is sanctified. Ah, let me show you something. Let me show you something. And God does not receive unsanctified things. Hence, he did not... I mean, were they not builders in Israel to rebuild the temple? They were there. Yet he, he gave them specific instructions that you will not do this work, yes, but you must wait for the Spirit to come on you. Because only the Spirit can sanctify and make the work acceptable to God. So what God does is that he anoints somebody, somebody. Let me show you. Uh, Romans, I think. Romans. Chapter 15. Verse 16. That I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel. That the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? So the Spirit is responsible for sanctifying everything you do for God. So God cannot leave it up to your own ability. He cannot entrust or trust that you will do what he demands from you by your own strength. So what he does is that he anoints, he furnishes, he equips with the spirit. So the, the fact that you have the Holy Spirit means that God has prepared you for a work. That there is a particular work that must be done that is demanded from your life. 
Because the God of Jesus has granted and permitted that his spirit be dormant in, I mean, domicile inside you. And if you know one thing about God, God works. God works. He does not sponsor flops. He does not sponsor idleness. One of the telling, one of the telling indicators of the presence of an anointing in the life is the, is the application or the exercise of effort in a particular thing that the Lord has demanded. How do you know that you are operating by the anointing? Is if your life is applied. Because you cannot say I'm anointed and be lazy. The anointing is for work. The spirit is for work. The only thing might be that you have not found out the work that you must do. So he says, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. With the Holy Ghost and with power. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with... That means you can have the Holy Ghost and have no power in your life. You can be a Christian with all the Holy Ghost and be powerless against the oppressions, the onslaughts, the wiles of the devil. Because says God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. So you look at the entire life of Jesus and what you see operational there is the Holy Ghost and power the Holy Ghost and when when he means the Holy Ghost he means the spirit without measure he's referring to the seven spirits of God the spirit of the Lord so he was anointed with the spirit of the Lord he was anointed with the spirit of wisdom and understanding he was anointed with the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord he was anointed he was anointed with the spirit of counsel and might he was anointed so at any point in time, Jesus had the full composite knowledge that was required for the achieve or to achieve the objectives on the demands of God in his life. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. So if Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost, that means a Christian can and must seek anointment by the Holy Ghost. And not only was he anointed with the Holy Ghost, with the seven spirits of God, with the fullness of the spirit, with the plerota of God, with the completeness of God. The Bible says, with the fullness of God, but he was anointed with the power of God. All the rest, you know the Bible talks about the, the, the treasuries of power. Jesus, the Bible says, he was anointed with all forms of power there is. So when you looked at Jesus, you were looking at a powerhouse. 
When you encountered him, you were encountering a power station. A Holy Ghost reservoir. A Holy Ghost ocean. That's what Jesus for you. So he did not need to go to school to carry out his ministry. See why you fail in life? Why you are limited in life? There is a lack. The lack of anointing, my brothers and my sisters, will equate to littleness or little achievement in life. Because the anointing you require must equate to the demands of the life that you will live. Marriages need an anointing. You can't expect to carry out marriage with an It's a divine thing, this thing. It will confuse you. Marriage confuses even the greatest of men of God. You ask this guy, he talks to God. God talks to him. God chose him, but he's failing in marriage. This woman is following again. They're failing. Why? You need an anointing. You need an anointing. And I'll show you what Jesus did. <laughs> because the anointing just didn't come. And this is the reason why your, some of your lives have no power. There's no power in your life. Your life is full of sat satanic intimidations. Satan trying to exert power. Read it, read it, read, read, read. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Read what it says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Can you see that? So the anointing will produce good in your life. Do you understand? Because the, the, the doing good denotes that goodness comes with the anointing. God said to Moses, no man will see my flesh and die. I mean, no man will see my, my face and leave. No flesh shall see my face and leave. So what I'll do to you is that I will let my what? My goodness pass before you. What was his goodness? It was his glory. It was his grace. God said, I'll let my good. So he said, to be anointed with the Holy Ghost, to be anointed with power, equates to the goodness of God revealed to you and revealed to others. So that anointing makes you a philanthropist. It makes you a worker of good, of good things. Good things in the house of God, good things in your life. Hallelujah. This is the thing that can make you be preferred above others. Anointing. When, when God said to, to Samuel, he said, go, I'm sending you to, to anoint. Go into the house of Jess, then anoint someone for me. Anoint a king. He gets there, he finds seven of his choicest sons. Jesse's choicest sons. One of them was Eliab. The Bible says he was, he was strong. He was in the army. And someone said, this surely must be the Lord's anointed. And God says, uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. don't dare because I've not chosen him. I've rejected him. The second one, I've rejected him. 
The third one, neither have I chosen this one. Neither. He went through all the sand of Jess. And then finally he asked, are there yet other sons? Jesus says, yeah, there's one, the youngest. He's in the field. He says, get him. Boy was probably coming out from the mountains, from the sheep. When he gets there, he didn't know what to expect. When he gets there, God says, this is the one, anointing. It's the anointing that makes a man preferred above others. Unfair, and he, he, he gives an unfair advantage in the world. The anointing. Problem for you, 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 you have misplaced pr the priorities of what you should seek in life. Matakarosha. He says, who went about doing good? He was a philanthropist. He did good. He can make, he can, he, he, he could deliver people from poverty in the same way as he could heal them. There was no distinction it, because the anointing was the source. He could feed the beggar in as much as he could open his eyes. There was no difference. It was the anointing. It was the anointing. The Bible says, who, who went about doing good and healing all, not some, all who are oppressed. The word there, oppressed, means one who exercises control or dominion or influence against the will of another. For instance, Ufuniman knows. Ufunuma financially free. But you are stuck in lack and poverty and want and debts. What's that? It's oppression. It's oppression. You are being oppressed because you, you, your life is going against your will. It's oppression. And the Bible says the king of oppression, the art oppressor, the prince of oppression, the Bible says who is Satan. So any oppressive state, any oppressive nature in your life, he says the anointing is responsible to rid you of it. You want a job or you want a business, but everything you try, it just fails. It just, it's failing. What's that? It's oppression. Your life is being oppressed. That means Satan is exercising in your life illegal authority, illegal dominion, because your life is going in the way that you don't want it to go. It's oppression. And he says the solution is what? Anointing. To turn the script around. To turn the situation around. It says you need anointing. Because it's that same anointing that he was anointed to proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim good news to the poor. What? Tell me what good news do the poor need. You, what good news? Money. That's the that's a poor's good news. What's the sick's good news? The sick don't need money. The sick need healing. They need help. That's, the, that's, that's what the Bible calls it, the gospel. 
the good news of Jesus. That means it, 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 is, it is relevant in every life. That's what it means when the Bible talks about the good news. The good news of Jesus. The Bible says it is the power of God to liberation. So you are stuck in a rut. You can't move. He says what you need is glad tidings. The anointing for glad tidings. It's not just good news. What a look. No. No. It's the anointment. The anointing. And the power to actualize it. Kamazotos. Ratiza kabatoya. And in the spirit, there, is, there, there, there exists the administration of this system, of this technology. When God opened my eyes, I said, Father, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You see, there are things you learn by inspiration. And there are things you learn and are given by revelation. And there's what we call the illumination that comes from revelation. It's two different things. You can have a revelation and it be not illuminated. That means you only, you only know what you see. But the illumination is to understand, is the understanding of the operation of this entire thing. So the light can switch on. Wow. Wow, there's the speaker, there's the piano, but you need illumination. Illumination is the understanding of how this works. That's what the Bible says, the Moses knew his ways. That's illumination. The children of Israel, they saw his acts. That's revelation. You need anointing. That's, that's why you, you, you need anointing. I'm not talking about anointing to make you feel good. I'm talking about the thing that, cha that changes your life. Anointing. Anointing. This is the thing that you come to work and your boss is like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> No, 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 that means before you, they become powerless. This, this by the strong mind, like, 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 like what the king did to Esther. It was expected that Esther was going to die. Because nobody just comes into the king's presence without the king's invitation. But when the king saw her, he's like, ooh, baby, what do you want? He loosed his loins. Is the anointing. Is the anointing. When you begin to navigate your life by that system, you will experience no oppression in life. 
Was Jesus oppressed? Tell me who could oppress Jesus. Did they try? Absolutely. Absolutely. But every time they try, every time they tried to lay hands on him, he was oiled. He was, oh, you, you, you know that boy? You know that, that soccer boy? That buff boy? That big boy, man, that plays for Wolves? Uh, Triore. You know? You know him? Triore. You know Triore? Triore is the strong one. Triore, every time before a game, he, he, he rubs himself with oil. They asked him, why do you always rub yourself with oil every time before a game? Because when he comes out, his body shining. He says, so that defenders can't catch me. Every time they try to catch him, they slip. He, he's anointed. That's what spiritually they, they try to lay something on Jesus. It just slide off. Why not just lay some little depression? Egra root. Some slight thought in Jebushu. You fail, you fail, you paralyze. You're weak. You lack anointing. Hallelujah. So you need. Let me show you something. 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 I'll show you now. Let me show you something. This thing is tangible. You understand? It's tangible. It's something that you can you can you can feel it. <laughs> I'll show you now. I'll show you now. Matezus. Luke chapter 4, please. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed, all who were overpowered by the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4. Say, Father, anoint me. <laughs> you get that? Father, anoint me with the Holy Spirit. Anoint me with power. We all look the same until it's time. 
until it's time to show up, we, we all look the same. The anointing has made me bold. 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 But, you know, you know, years ago, years ago, I was on my knees praying. And the Lord said to me, do not be afraid of their faces. <laughs> he says, for I make your faces the light. He said, do not be afraid of the countenance of their face. So I fear no man. There's no one I fear. There's, you have gun or no gun, I don't fear you. If you want to kill me, kill me. But I will, I, I will not allow you to intimidate me. Me, I'm un, un, unintimidatable. It's a, a spirit. Of the Lord. My, my, my face, you will rattle you. I'll share by what that does it. You know, I have the softy face, but uh, I can show you the lion face. Is the spirit of the Lord. See, when, if you, when you find yourself timid, afraid to talk in front of people, afraid even to confront people, there's something wrong with you. You know that? There's something wrong with you. I mean, I'm shy. I used to be shy. I realized that's not life. I mean, I'm shy. Now I'm one of those, if you say, who wants to prophesy? I say, me, come. That's how I've always been. With the things of the Spirit, I jump in. Who wants to prophesy? Me. They didn't say, come prophesy. I said, who wants? When you accept, their power comes. That many times I've been given, take prophesy. I know what to say. I close my eyes, that thing comes on me. Oh, when that thing comes, that thing, I don't know what it is. But when it comes on me, <laughs> there's nothing I don't know that I can do. And it is God's desire that that thing comes on you every day. One day, Smith Wigglesworth was sitting in the office of some high, high, you know, top management position. Guy was giving threats and so forth and so forth. Who do you Christians think you are? So forth, so forth. Smith Wigglesworth, he, he said he listened. And then all of a sudden, the anointing came on him. When he came on him, he stood up. He said, by this time next week, you will be asking for another job. For this one, you will lose. You are fired. He left. Guy laughed. 
The next week, the guy was fired. He's anointing. Benzeni Idahosa was running late for a meeting. Running late for a meeting. They had to fly to another country. So what happened was, the plane left them. The plane was... was <laughs> the plane had already taken off on the runway. He was watching it. With, with people next to him, those who were next to him, he said, I tell that plane, that plane will come back now. They saw the plane turning. They saw the plane turning, coming back to land. When, when he got there, there was no space. One man, one man said, no, sir, I'll give my space. Because he got in the plane and he asked, I need to go to a place to minister. Is there somebody here who can give me their space? One man said, no, sir, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my space. He, he gave him his space. That man today is the richest man in Africa. Dangote. He's the anointing. Aliko Dangote, you know him? The richest man in Africa. Not by two billion, talk about $25 billion. And he's not even a Christian. But he made way. Because there, right there and there, Benson told him, you are my son. He said, my son, God will do you more good than you ever dreamed of. I bless you today. That's all he did. Talk about anointing. It's what you and me, and it's available. You see, what I'm talking to you about is not something that is not available. It's just that you did not know the, the system of administration. Or you may have known it, but it did not be illuminated into your heart. You can change your life, Chris, overnight. You can change your life. You can change your status quo, your overnight. Listen to me, over. You can, you can rearrange, alter things. You can rearrange, obscured, askew things. When God opened this thing to me, my God. Oh, I, I, oh my Lord. Woo! When the Lord opened this thing to me, God showed me a glimpse of how to function at the Christ level in anointing. The Bible says, when the two prophets come, they will prophesy how many days? 1,260 days without stop. Without stop, they will prophesy 1,260 days. Three and a half years, they will prophesy non-stop. Do, do, do you get that? Do, do you understand that? 1,200, and there are 24 hours in a day. So you take that, you multiply it by 1,260 days, and you, you will see the amount of hours they will be prophesying. Non-stop. Now, that takes an anointing. One day I was praying in the spirit. The Lord said, I give you a foretaste. He says, I will give you a foretaste. 
of the anointing that will be required for the two prophets to prophesy 1,260 1, days. It, 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 it's an anointing. It's an anointing. Man, sometimes I, I feel it coming and I'm like, Lord, no, help me. Just to come, because, you understand what it does to you? It pulls you out of this earthly realm. There is an anointing, brother. They can make you speak to dead things and they come alive. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. I'm trying to stir your spirit for something. For something. There's an anointing. I'm not talking about the gimmickries that we are doing in Christianity today. I'm not talking about the flying around, the jumping. I'm talking about an anointing. A definite anointing that changes things. An anointing that can make you leave church one way, come back the next Sunday, a different man, a different woman. There's an anointing. Hallelujah. Lift him up, lift him up, lift him up. Here's that thing. I want to show you a glimpse of how to move into it. For anything. You understand? For anything. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> One day, I need to write an exam. <laughs> ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need to write an exam. The night before, the Lord was, was teaching me about, maybe I shouldn't tell you. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. Maybe I should. The, the Lord was teaching me how, 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 to, how to design tomorrow. He was showing me how to do it. From my spirit, I went into tomorrow. I wrote the test. I saw the question paper. How, how the Lord came to teach me that is because I was tired. I was praying, doing all the praying. I was tired, I was tired, I was, I was tired. So I said, Lord, uh, there must be a way. The Lord says, do this. I lied on my bed. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. I, I, I wrote the question paper for them. So this question must come, this 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 must come. And I said, no, for this I'll give myself two wrongs. Just to prove that if this thing is true, I'll get 98%. I went the next day. Question one, it was what I wrote. Question two, it was what I wrote. Question three, I, I must look for that paper for you. The one I wrote. And then the last two, I didn't know them because I didn't write them. The results came out. I got 99.8%. It's an anointing. It's an anointing. When that anointing comes on, on your dianoia, when that, 
When that anointing comes on your dad, listen, the Bible talks about the procreative power. I feel the anointing of God's spirit. When, when, when the Bible talks about the procreative center of your mind, it's talking about that place in your mind that creates. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are real things. And, and the anointing can come on you to produce from the center of the, the procreation. It's called anointing. Ask yourself, how do I have a doctorate? A, a do doctorate in divinity. How I didn't go study eight years, seven years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's an anointing. It's an anointing. It's, it's available. That can make you negotiate what you will want to earn. It's an anointing. Where you can go to your boss and say, I need a raise. And they will not hear you, they'll hear something else. Is an anointing. There are things, my brothers and my sisters, possibilities in the spirit. The anointing makes it possible. The anointing makes it possible. In, in life, let me tell you something. In life, in life with God, there's no such thing as I have failed. The only thing that exists is I've given up. Failed? No. 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 The anointing of the Spirit. L let's read something. Luke chapter 4. So think about how much you want it, Puff. Think about how much you want this thing. How much? Listen, anything that you want in life, for anything that you want in life, want the anointing more. If you want business, want the anointing more. If you want job, want it because it's the anointing that will bring it. <laughs> Is the anointing that will bring is the anointing. I told you about the person last week who read the book Wealth, uh, Poverty, Wealth, and Prosperity. That the night she finished it, the night she finished the book, an angel came in the night. And he said, this is what, this, these are the numbers that are going to make you rich. And they all came out sequentially as the angel showed. She forgot them. Remember three. Did nothing about it. The day the lotto was played, all the numbers the angel gave came out. How do, how, how do you think, who, who, who 
do you think? Who do you think we are serving? <laughs> Who do you think? We, imagine all the numbers the angel gave. They came up. 158 million rents lost because you thought, ah, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. The anointing. Is the anointing that told that that showed that showed that showed Jacob how to change clean animals, white animals into spotted and streaked animals? It was the it was the angel, the anointing through a dream, through a dream, through a dream. You know what the angel told him? He said, "Chop down sticks, put them before the river where they drink, and and mark them so that when they see it." When they see it, the clean ones, he, the, the intelligence of the anointing, the power of the anointing. Laban, Jacob said, let's do this. Let me take the clean ones. You take the spotted and strict ones away and give me what? Let's have a distance of three and a half days between us and give me some time. I'll show you that I will change these smooth ones, clean animals, to spotted and strict ones. The Bible says when he did that, he, he, he began, he just put sticks. When they drank, they'd see. When they drank, saw that go, they'd made before them. That seed that came out was spotted. So the Bible says until, until the sheep that was spotted and strict were more in number than the, the sheep that were not. Such that, so that the Lord gave Jacob more wealth than labor. Is the anointing. Is the anointing. That's why in life I don't stress. Because I know that the key to having everything change is, 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 is within arm's reach. The anointing. Who, who do you think we are serving? I think you read a book you you are given a book on wealth your entire oh the, the your life your life that day was intended to be changed forever <laughs> Jesus these words are not what are not flesh and blood it says but they are spirit and life Is the anointing. Kanzo Sanaiza. How many books have you read on finance and wealth and you had dreams? Angels coming to you. Is the anointing. I'll show you how you 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 can you can you can you can prime your spirit. Prime your life to access these dimensions of anointings. Let me show you before we go home. And then we'll stop there. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Was led by the Spirit. 
not the forest. The spirit didn't lead Jesus to the forest. The spirit didn't lead Jesus to the mountain. The spirit didn't lead Jesus to the synagogue. The spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. Every great place of encounter that has changed the face of history took place in the wilderness. Moses in the wilderness. David in the wilderness. Every great encounter that shaped history took place in the wilderness. The Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I'll show you the secret. I'll show you the key, Mike. He was led by the Spirit. The first thing is learning to be yielded to the Spirit. To be sensitive. To be sensitive, inclined to the leadings of the Spirit. If you're going to walk in the anointing, you, you must be willing to do whatever He says you must do. Not do it, but be willing. You must be willing. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You must be willing. With God, unless you are willing, nothing really is, is, is mobilized in the spirit. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Bible says when Jesus entered the boat, immediately they were at the soul. The word immediately there is linked to willingness. So to move into the suddenness of the spirit of God in your life, willingness must be ever present with you. You must be willing. Willing to move and go wherever the Spirit says. What did Mary say? He says, whatever he tells you to do, don't ask questions. And what did he tell them? Go take dishwashing water. Go fill dishwashing water into the pot. Ah, Mary said, uh, whatever he says, do it. And the Bible says when they, when they did it, the wine that he gave them, from drink from dishwashing water was better than what the wine that they were drinking. And the Bible says, This Jesus began to what? Manifest his glory. Because they did what he said. And he was led by the Spirit. I'll elaborate more on these points as we as, as we move along, alright? Because I don't have time anymore today. He was led by the Spirit. You understand? That means we'll be yielded to the sway of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So when the Spirit says, move, you move. When the Spirit says, relax, you relax. When the Spirit says, don't do it, you don't do it. When the Spirit says, go, do it, you do it. To bring your life under that dominion is total liberty. It's total liberty. To bring your life under the dominion of the Spirit. So he was led by the Spirit. He had no choice. He was yielded. Moses, after that he was filled with the Spirit, he was led by him. The word that means to be thrusted. He was pushed into the wilderness. In other words, he had no time to think. 
Before he knew it, he was rushing into the wilderness. If you want to taste power, if you want to experience the power of God shown, demonstrated in your life, through your life, yieldedness to the Spirit is not an option. It's a demand, a requirement. You see, I'll show you how God teaches you how to walk in the anointing. How God trains you to live in the anointing. How God trains you to operate the anointing. After Samuel heard the voice of God, did he leave Eli? Why? After David was anointed king, did he leave Saul? The Bible says he behaved wisely in the presence of Saul. He stayed there for many years. Though he was king, though he was anointed in place of Saul, why didn't he leave? Why didn't the Lord allow? And, and God had things against all of them. God had things against Saul. God had things against Eli. But he kept the anointed under. Why? Because if they can obey men whom God have rejected, they will be able to obey the Spirit of God who leads them. Because God has no room for rebellion. One of the reasons why many Christians are so shallow in power and, and lack depth in the anointing is because of rebellion. They have not learned how to how to how to how to be led how can you be led by the spirit if you can't be led by a man if a sad man can't lead you how can the spirit lead you you get that you get, no one Listen, you, you are, imagine, you are in rebellion. But you say you are led by the Spirit. You are led by a different Spirit. Know it. You are led by a different Spirit. That's why in life, God places in our lives structures that we can submit and follow. For the purpose of what? Of maturing us in, in what? In following and being led by the Spirit. That's why Jesus was put under his parents, was put under the governorship of Mary and Joseph. Why? So that when the time came for the Spirit to lead him, he would, the Spirit would not have trouble with Jesus. So it's easy for people to yield to different voices when you are in rebellion and you think it's God. <laughs> he says, my sheep know my voice. And they follow me. You think you are led by the Spirit, but you are in think of you are in rebellion. You are in rebel. You rebel. You rebel against authority. You rebel against your mother and your father. You rebel against uh, uh, society. You rebel in the house of God, and you say, "Oh, the Holy Ghost told me." You are right. You are told. We cannot deny the experience, but the source. The source. Power flows through submission. The man said, I am also a man under authority. 
So when Jesus spoke, he spoke to a man, and Jesus there was great faith because he was submitting to authority. And he knew how authority flows. Authority flows through submission. Water will always flow to the lowest point. Water never flows upward, it flows downward. So if you want depth in your life, if you want power, concentration of power in your life, you must learn how to follow. Learn how to follow. Otherwise, when it comes to the Spirit of God and the entire kingdom, you will have a difficult time. Because in the kingdom, there's no democracy. Democracy does not exist in the kingdom. It's the theocratic authority of God. It's what he says that goes. Anything and anybody that goes against that is in rebellion. You, mu you must understand how the kingdom works. So he says he was led. The first activity of the spirit in the life of Jesus was leadership. He took on the reins. He took on the leadership. And how God uses this, he uses this by, by, by the imagery, by, by the image of a man and a woman, a wife and a husband. The strength. You, you must understand how much power free will has. The strength, the strength of the Spirit of God in your life is dependent on your submission to Him. Tell me, what power does the Spirit have over you if you do not allow Him? If you are not submitted to Him? There's no power. Think about it. The flow of strength, the flow of power, the flow of the substance and the anointing of the Spirit of God is dependent on how yielded you are. As far as the as far as the woman allows allows in terms of what her submission to the husband. Even Sadamajigara, what what they ain't not your power is ended. That's why, that's why what begins to happen with men, they start using what, what? They start using brute force. Why do they start using brute force? Because the man does not know what it is. His system, his system is triggered by rebellion. So when the woman ends his strength, what happens to the man? He loses power. He, he loses the authority over the woman. So what does he do? He beats her up. Because he thinks now, what has happened? The woman has transgressed her limits. So he must get that authority back. But you don't get authority back that way. It's the same with the Lord. That's why you hear people say, women have power over men. Is this thing? Is this thing? And there's nothing you can do. Once the power, what? 
Once, once she stripped that power, and, and how does you strip it? By being rebellious. You are finished. It's over with you. It's over. There's nothing you can do. That's why, that's why what, what does Jesus say? He says, I vomit you out. Because there's nothing. What, what am I going to do with it? If I'm your husband, but the, the, the power of husbandry is lost, Jesus, I speak you out. And that's the same with the spirit. He does not strive with men. He will not always strive with men. He does not enforce. He does not force himself. He leaves. So he says, be yielded. That's how power flows. That how the spirit of God flows. Be yielded. Be yielded. Come under his leadership, his dominion. See that? That's, that's the first access key into power. When it comes to the spirit, have no reservations. But you can't do that until he, he teaches you. And how does he teach you? He gives you what? He gives you a shepherd. And he hides himself behind the shepherd. <laughs> That's why you, rem you, rem Mike, you remain poor, my boy. You, you remain broken in life. Unfixable until you learn. You learn to follow. You learn submission. Until you learn it. Oh, you, you can do all. You can pray. You can be fasting. You can be. Because what happens is that we seek the anointing in rebellion. See, what protects the flow of anointing, the flow of power, is our submission. Because our submission is our link to the spirit, is our connection. Once we break that, once we violate that, that's when we move into strange things, strange fires, strange anointings. And that's why you find churches start becoming what? Oppressive. Why would you anointing aids oppressive? It's not normal. It's not the liberty to choose. You know, oh, oh, oh there's, there's an anointing, but it's, it's corrupted. Why? Because it's an anointing that's not submitted. It's out, it's out of alignment. It's in rebellion. So you do your fastings, you do your givings, you, go, you do your, your church things, you do your Christian activities in rebellion. You are Adam trying to go back into the garden. You, you will be hindered. You will be resisted. Because the Bible says God resists the proud.
A man should not have to force his authority on a woman. Same with the Holy Spirit. Same. The Holy Spirit should not need to force himself on you. And he never and will never do that. So what does he do? He does not always strive with man. He leaves you. You know that. today, The Lord will let you suffer. He will let you go through pain. He, he doesn't mind. He will afflict you. He himself will take the reins. He'll take, he'll take the shambok from Satan. He says, let me take over. How do you, if, if, if pastor says, if buy this book, take this book, buy it. How do, and you say, I, it's not for me. How do you then hear the Holy Spirit for your life? Because it's the it's Holy Spirit that told pastor to write this thing for you. How then now do you, do you hear, isolated from the, the, the connection of this? How do you hear the Spirit? Explain it, explain it to me. Because Spirit says, write this thing for Chris. And then after writing it, you say, it's done, Chris. Buy this book. And Chris says, in Al-Mabak. And then you are chilling at home one day and you say, I heard the Holy Ghost. Tell me to go start a church. I heard the, you know, that's how many people live their lives. You heard the Holy Ghost. Wow. But you could not hear him when a, a man's voice spoke to you. And you, you, you are so sure, confident that you hear, you heard a spirit's voice. When you could not discern the spirit's voice in a man's voice. Wow. You deserve a standing ovation because your, your frequency of hearing is deeper than the ocean. When, 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 when you, in the conscript of the army, you have no choices. That's why you must be sure. When you go into army, you must be sure because you don't wake up when you want to. It's decided for you. You don't eat when you want to. It's decided for you. You don't do what you want. It's decided for you. Then the entire power, the entire power of the army, why the army, armies or military uh, uh, forces are the, the, the last stand or form front of defense for any nation is because they, the entire structure runs on one thing, obedience to hierarchy. If you subscribe to the army, obedience to hierarchy. That's what makes armies and military forces powerful. Because the entire thing rests on one thing. And it's the same in the kingdom. There's no democracy in, in, in military. And that's why you find 
if you really pass military, I'm not talking about the crap here in South Africa, I'm talking about some other nations like the United States and so forth, they're the best in the world. They're, they're one of the best, the greatest in the world. One, one man equates to about 50 to 60 men from another army. That's how powerful they are. For every one American, they might be 60. He carries, commands the strength of 60 men. What anyone? You find those who go the seal, the Navy SEALs. Five of them, they go, they're going, they're going to fight against a militia. Five. They destroy an entire city. Five. What got them there? Perseverance and what? Committal to submission. It's how you become strong in the kingdom. It's how you become strong in God. Time does not allow me to go to the second, to the second key. But we'll start here next. We'll continue off here next week. You must learn it. Oh, you must learn it. If you learn it, when it comes time for the Spirit of God to lead you into destiny, into your wilderness, He will not struggle. The Holy Ghost will not struggle. Otherwise, He'll keep struggling. It starts at home with your mother, with your father. It starts at home with your husband, with your wife. It starts at home with your pastor, with you. There's a reason why pastors are called shepherds. Imagine you are trying to steer the whole herd into, you see danger, there's danger there for the herd. Let's go this way. Uh, they take another route. We've seen a shortcut. The sheep becoming shepherds. I've never seen a, a sheep shepherd. I've never seen a sheep shepherd. I'm not your sheep. I'm not your sheep. I'm not your sheep. Yeah, Pastor, no, I think you know at Tonsari Reso no Tonsari Jige got go left. Because Kebona no, yeah, yeah, try not to lie, go left. After Kipetori, we're going straight. You wanna go left? Oh, only one, because I'm not your sheep. <laughs> you will take you might take some sheep with you. You might take some sheep with you, but I'm not your sheep. You understand that? You understand that? I'm not your sheep. Pastor Sandogo to Sorana Ministry. Hey Chris. Some help. I need to help you to run this ministry. Wow. How the sheep have become shepherds. Sheep can only turn into wolves, not shepherds. Do you understand that? Yeah. Sheep cannot, cannot turn into shepherds. 
by themselves. They can only turn into wolves and dogs. Yep. From sheep to dogs. Dog, dog to wolf. Wolf watch vibe, serpent. The only time a sheep becomes a shepherd is through the commissioning of the spirit. It, it is when a sheep has met fully the demands of what? Of, of submission and followership. Where he leads me, I will follow. I get like that. If he leads you to the pit, will you go? If he leads you to the valley, will you go? If he leads you to the pit, will you go? If he leads you to the valley, will you go? If he leads you to hell, will you go? If he leads you to affliction, will you go? If he leads you to the boxing ring, will you go? Since you say where he lead me, I will follow. Because don't think he leads you to the still water, to the green pastures only. He leads you to the wilderness where there are beasts and vipers. But what is your own wilderness? See, it doesn't matter. If the fire is where God wants you to be, you, be, you are there. Relax, chill. Make a bed there, lie down, chill. You know, buy a big screen in the fire, just chill. Enjoy yourself in the fire. If the fire, count it. When you? Wine, moan, count it. You in the fire, woo ha. Put a praise song in there. I wish I was in the water. They're drowning in the water. If he wants, be where he wants you. Because if you are not where he wants you, you cannot expect his protection because the fire will sting you a bit. You'll come up with scars and, and bruises. You'll be charred. Because you don't understand. He's my he's my world. Bom my world and now we took him along one book at Neza times seven. Oh, fear, heck. Hey, Mike. It's a great business deal, this thing. It's going to change my life. Yeah? Let's go for it. Ken. Let's go for it. I believe in this thing. Taking my mother's my mother's last pension money. Mama, we want to be rich. <laughs> Instead of how we the next. Why? How
Those are what they go below. You are not invited. When I the page, I is my friend. We suffer together. What realize only two come on Mariano Sharp, who cool. When Hallelujah. Next week we'll continue, okay? The anointing. Yieldedness. In prayer, learn to yield. The angel didn't nickname him at Abarizers. Let Abarizers. Oh God, Rabenda, be 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 do. How's how na flow? How na how na how na the smoothness of the spirit? You're you're a loud cymbal. You're a gong. Or you're a loud bell. Why? As many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. The rest are bastards. Bastards. So Peter Wana. Ken wana mudim. Ken wana. Oh wana. Iraso. Emanyana Papa Roma Ol. Roma Chris. Roma the obedient one. Where now we in? How can the obedient and the rebellious Babe Babe Samsogol? It's impossible. You're a pastor. Murimu Fatu, but we're in the wrong. Learn about Murimu Fatu, but I out of better and out of better. I'll go to Lucy. Lucy at least, and Lucy not let them go for this. Oh, Shabbat, I'm cold, please. Daddy loose. <laughs> some of you are in bed with him. Daddy loose. Praise the Lord. Lucifer. So what I'm talking about. They are sons and they are bastards. Sons are led, bastards are rebellious. I get Bible letter, do not be like those. He says, do not forsake the assembly of one another as the manner of some. As I are God's children, as some. Bastards. No. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you want to gain access into these various anointings that can help give your life an advantage. First order of business, learn to submit. And listen to me. Learn to submit because the, the, the anointing, the water always flows to the lowest part. Same with the anointing. The anointing flows to the humble. The humble are the lowliest. The base of minds. Those who, are, who have no opinion of their own. Hallelujah. Now, now, now you realize why there's no depth. Now you can see it's clear now. Wow, come out, devil. Devil are <laughs> goofy. 
And no wonder is becoming weaker and weaker. The more it Jesus, the more stronger it becomes. So man. The more it chase or just yes. You have no depth. Hallelujah. Can close your Bible. We're going home now. You have no depth. What can I do now?